More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. Clay Travis here. I'm hanging out with my guy, Buck Sexton, and we are finishing off the final uh, hour of the week. I hope you have hung out with us on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and that we are sending you in to an awesome weekend wherever you may be across this great country or maybe around the world. Uh, you might be listening to us many different places. Search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton's name. You can find us on social media. You certainly can go subscribe to this podcast. Hour number two, we talked with Congressman Jim Jordan of the great state of Ohio. He was fantastic, as he often is. As we roll into the weekend, there are a couple of stories that are getting an awful lot of attention. One, the Olympics, the opening ceremonies happened early this morning. Some of you may have watched some of those ceremonies. The Olympics are officially underway in Japan. And the Cleveland Indians have changed their nickname. This is not an Onion article or a Babylon Bee article to the Cleveland Guardians. But, Buck, you, I saw something you tweeted earlier this week that I was really entertained by. The U.S. women's soccer team, which, by the way, in like 2015 when they won the Women's World Cup, I was in Vancouver. I took my family. They were as beloved of an American sports team as there could be. Everybody loved the U.S. women. Over the last several years, their overall approval rate, I think it's fair to say, in the United States of America has plummeted substantially. They lost 3 nothing to Sweden after kneeling yet again. And you said, Buck Sexton, you were rooting for Sweden. You have abandoned the U.S. women, in, almost based entirely on politics, I'm presuming, and you actually enjoy seeing them lose the women's soccer team. Absolutely. Go, absolutely. Go Sweden. Fantastic to see those ladies. And I gotta say, not not a hard team to root for as a as a guy. Um, they're good looking women on the Swedish team. Uh, the, I've, you might have noticed. I can neither confirm nor deny, but I'm just saying. I, I not think a- it's offensive to judge women by their looks now, Buck. How sexist of you to even notice a good looking woman? I was I was pretty astounded that even in this current era, 
you know, Boris Becker, who was one of the tennis greats, and I did watch a fair amount of tennis growing up, you know, he referred to a player's girlfriend at fiance. Wimbledon, yeah. a fiance, as pretty. And there were people who were upset by this. Yes. Yeah. If they, I, this, this is utter madness. You know, this happened a few years ago. Brent Musburger, one of the Alabama quarterbacks' girlfriends, was in the crowd, and he said something like, "Man, you quarterbacks, you all get the best looking girl. She's a good looking woman." And by the way, quarterbacks do tend to do pretty well with girls, based on you know all of recorded history of sports. Um, I actually remember Buck uh, when I was a kid. Uh, I remember going, we got to sit down close for an Atlanta Braves game, I think it was. And I was I was probably like 10 or 11. And I looked around, there were a ton of really good looking women. And I said to my dad, why are there so many, you know, like really pretty women here? And he said, well, this is a lot of the players' wives. And I remember saying like, oh, so baseball players in the major leagues, they have good looking wives. And my dad was like, yeah, they do pretty well for themselves. Yes, uh, this, but this it is, is also, kind of funny. This is also known as observing objective reality around yes. you. But yes. you're, you're not allowed to do this anymore. And I'd also note that uh, our our friend uh, Jesse Kelly, who's also on on our network, he put out. Did you see his list of the the ten most attractive members of Congress? Oh, oh God, did he get did he get crushed for that? Gosh, I mean, it's just when so did that funny. Happen? That was yesterday. Oh, he put that's out funny. A, a list. I, he, it may have been, and I'm quoting here. The ten hottest women in Congress. I I I can't remember exactly the verbiage, but it was basically an attractive uh, members of Congress. He should list. have put he should have put like two dudes in there and just blown everybody's mind. Especially if he had a guy as the hottest per- member of Congress. I, that's that's so people were terrified. Uh, how dare he notice good looking? women? I just thought you were allowed to say nice things. You know, like right. when when it, people it come the up 10 to me, ugliest women. You know, we got two. Ten, yeah, we got two radio hosts here with good hair. You know, yeah. and so when people come up in the street, they're like, hey, I like your radio show, but you've actually got good hair. That makes my day, probably my <laughs> week. You know, I'm sure you feel the same way. If people come up to you, they're like, hey, you're a sports radio host, but you know, you're an athletic looking guy and, uh, you know, you got a lovely wife and we like nice things. Anyway, this is, I'm trying to tell everybody, can we, can we all just take a compliment and, and roll with it? But we can't even agree on mascots, Clay. That's another thing, too. Well, we're going to get some mascots, but I, 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 what percentage of people do you think? are rooting against the U.S. women's soccer team because they find them to be... And let me say this, by the way, big picture. What is so frustrating to me about the U.S. women's soccer team is they had an opportunity to use their platform in 2015 and in 2019 to point out that the reason they dominate... Buck, do you know if you look at every women's soccer match and just consider which country has freer women you can basically pick the winner of the match. Because people say, well, how come the U.S. men are nowhere near as good as the U.S. women? That's because around the world, most good male athletes get identified and they're able to expend uh, their athleticism to the fullest of their ability because men have advantages. But, you know, it's not a surprise that our women would do better than women in, let's say, Iran, where they're not even allowed to play outside of burqas, right? Yeah. Basically, like, this is not a big surprise that girls who can wear shorts, uh, it's kind of a Look, decent I, symbol that they might be better. Instead, they ripped America instead of li- trying to lift up the world to believe in American ideas. If, if you t- if you you take a knee, I'm rooting against you. And that's basically that's really what it comes out. You take oh, a knee, I'm rooting against you. That's that's just how it's gonna go from here on out. And whether that's as a league or as a team or as an individual, 
because I'm, I'm sorry. It's I, I actually I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. And it's disrespectful. So, yeah, I was I was psyched to see the Swedish ladies uh, doing well. Rana. And, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe maybe they should maybe they should follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe they should become <laughs> fans of the show. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> We're big in Sweden. Huge Especially with huge in Sweden. And so you got that insanity that's going on. So the, do you think we were talking about this? I, I'm not sure that there has ever been less interest in an Olympics. Because usually the Olympics is kind of a big deal. People come together. They want, Especially the Summer Olympics because there have been so many big, iconic stars. I, I feel like this is landing on deaf ears to a large extent. Well, Do you also, have that sense, too? Yeah, and, and when you've got empty stadiums, I mean, a part of this... You know, we, we we hearken back in our minds here all the way to you know ancient Rome and the Colosseum and this the 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 theatricality of these events at the Olympics. Obviously, ancient Greece where the Olympics started, but I just mean I was thinking gladiator in my mind. You know, you think of these events that happen with massive crowds and the energy, and you know, honestly, watching really fast people run when there's no crowd there, it's just a different spectator experience. It just doesn't feel like it has the same. Uh, the same energy behind it. And, and you know, this is I, I think there's also just a lot of people right now feel like, you know, is there the possibility that their weird covid restrictions could actually become a problem for some of these teams? And but I, I'll be honest, I'm not really a big Olympics guy. It was just not a surprise to you, I'm sure. Uh, but I'm not a huge Olympic. I, I watched like the person who wins the fastest, uh, you know, the hundred meter dash or whatever. That's what I watch. Yeah, and even that, you know, Usain Bolt, who is Jamaican, he's retiring. Michael Phelps, who's one of the greatest Olympians ever. You know, people could have a rooting interest for him over the last, whatever it is, 20 years, it feels like, that he's been representing the United States. And then you toss in what I think is a pretty significant factor, the time difference of what time it is in Japan versus the United States. And I just, I feel like these are going to be, this is my prediction, I think this is going to be the least watched Olympics that has ever existed in the United States. Because for so long, this was something that united everyone. I think there are a lot of people out there listening to us right now that are with you and not rooting for the U.S. women over politics and statements that they're making. But also, I think that there's just a general uh, despair about the idea of how many women are going to and men are going to protest and people are like i just don't have time for it do you know that the trampoline is an olympic event i was just checking this i was wondering what the you know trampoline i mean water polo is which i think watching water polo may be the most boring spectator sport that's right water polo fans you can come at me i'll take it um but looking at because come on you can't even see what's going on right you look at some of the i'm looking at the list of all the different sports that they have and I have them by popularity. Let me see if I can get you to guess. What do you think the most anticipated event is at the Tokyo Olympics? Basketball. No. Really? Basketball is, uh, this is the morning consult, a poll that they did of Americans. Most anticipated events at the Olympics. I'll give you the, the hint here. Basketball is sixth. Sixth okay. on the sports uh, that's, that's list. Much, I would, that's much lower than I, than I thought it would have been. Um, I mean, I love tennis, but that's probably not even the top ten. Tennis uh, is uh, tennis is ten. Okay, well, let's see, I was pretty close. Yeah. Um, I have honestly, is, is it is it track and field? Track and field is fourth. 
Right, what's number one? You're keeping me number in suspense. Number one, here. I think, I think, I think you'll get the. the not, when I say it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Gymnastics, right? There is a massive. Does that surprise you? That does surprise me. I wouldn't think gymnastics would gymnastics be the number one. Destroys everything else. What two? Second most uh, beloved or anticipated event at the Tokyo Olympics, swimming, uh, which surprised me a little bit. I would have gotten gymnastics. I wouldn't have gotten. Hey, but these swimming. are for Americans, right? I think we've yes. gotten used to because Michael Phelps is just in this other category yes. of winner. That I think that that's what's made swimming so popular for us because we just love those medals. We're Americans. We like winning. This surprised me too. Third most popular diving. Uh, which feels like it's kind of swimming, but it is kind of cool to watch from those super high dives, like how perfect people land in the water. And also the fact that you convince yourself that you know, like what a good dive is and what a dive is not. I see. That's interesting to me because these are also events where it's, you know, the fastest runner is not a, there's not a judge decide like that. This is just reality. Yes. So these are things where. The judges are making determinations about who it's, it's subjective. Let's be honest. Those are, you know, gymnastics is a subjective event. Diving is a subjective event. That's interesting to me. Uh, track and field, which you got is four. This one also surprised me. Basketball, you got at, uh, at six. Beach volleyball. Oh, yes. Oh, there's a yes. lot of good looking girls. I think that probably Wait, factors we don't have in. to say these things out loud, buddy. I'd say it out loud. <laughs> no, I say it out loud. Well, I tell I'm people like, yeah, exactly beach volleyball. Uh, maybe I appreciate men the spike play beach volleyball, the, too. Yeah. Well, that's yes. I'm sure. Uh, by the way, do we have ratings on which one is more watched? Oh, I bet women's beach volleyball is way more watched than men's. I would, but here, I would here's the question. Great. As we get ready to go to break, I'll come back. What are the least popular? sports according to americans that they are least interested in i doubt very many people will guess these but i will tell you the sports that americans are not interested in watching i, I gave mean, you the top five or i think six. i think my beloved table tennis also known as ping pong is probably on that list because no. i am for an amateur freakishly good at ping pong and it makes me very sad that that's one that doesn't get the proper love in this country that I think should we deserves. bring in the crew and let them guess uh Ali is texting me right now oh yeah no I'd, l- I'd love to hear I'd love to hear from our team here from the EIB, let the EIB squad yes let's bring in the EIB squad and we will see if any of them can get one of the three least popular sports at the Olympics and let's also bring in all of you our EIB fam all across the country 800-282-2882 the lines it's open line Friday we'll get to it If you choose to believe Google, then all you need to do to surf the Internet privately is turn on incognito mode in your browser. But you don't trust Google because you listen to this show and you know that big tech is not your friend. So it doesn't matter what browser you use or how often you clear your browser history. Your Internet service provider, that's your ISP, can see every single website you've ever visited and they sell your data to advertisers. That's why I use ExpressVPN to keep. My online data secure and private. A VPN is a virtual private network. ExpressVPN is the best in the business. They make sure your ISP and third-party trackers can't see your online activity and location. It does that by rerouting your connection, Clay, through a secure encrypted server. I didn't know if you were going to make it through there. You're playing. Uh, you're playing hurt on the read. Uh, I got to tell you, as we uh, as we roll on. You need to protect your online activity today with the VPN I trust to keep me private. Visit expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck to learn more. 
Great to have you here with us on the Clay Travis and Buck Saxon Show. I'm Buck. Clay and I are getting into the Olympic situation here, and we've got our EIB team that is telling us what is the least watched of the Olympic sports, the least popular, at least by viewership. Uh, producer, producers, Ali, Greg, uh, Mojo, Crash, all Dub, all weighing in. Ali says fencing. Greg says skateboarding. Mojo says speed walking. Dub says handball. I guess it all depends on the shorts. Uh, Crash says, do you see that? There was a controversy because they wouldn't wear some of the ladies yeah, wouldn't I, I wear did, the. I did see that, which kind of crazy. And uh, Crash says the marathon because it's exhausting. I, I think the marathon's actually fun to watch. You just got to watch the very end of it, though. But in person, I've never watched it on TV, to be fair. So here are the. So was it Allie who said fencing? Yes. That is the fifth least popular, according to Americans, uh, sport that is out there. Here are the. And by the way, your water polo is the sixth least popular yes. uh, sport. Take All right, that. Counting, Take counting that. down. Handball, Dub, I think said handball. It is the uh, it is the third least popular. Sorry, fourth least popular uh, here. Modern pentathlon. Uh, I'm not even sure exactly what is in the. Pentathlon. Is that like you, you swim, know? you ski, you shoot? Isn't that like the, all the different things? I, I don't even know. I don't know what is a modern. I don't know what they do. That that sounds accurate. I think there's five, right? Pentathlon. You're the was, sports guy. <laughs> I know, but I don't know the pentathlon. Clay, Clay, Clay Travis has to know everything about sports. I think it's the five events. I don't know what the five events would be in the pentathlon. Field hockey. Do men play? I don't think yes. men play field hockey. Men, is that girls men only? play field hockey, sir. Really? It's big in South Asia. Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't know that. And I've four, only... And, I, yeah, Pakistan, I know girls India, they play. play it. Yeah, I know girls play in America, but do we we don't play field hockey in America, do we? Men? I mean, that all depends. Women are. I know it's a big sport for women, especially on the East Coast. But I don't remember there being uh, men who play field hockey. I, th I always thought that, like, well, I don't know. I, I don't think we do. And then the least popular, the least pop. It's kind of surprised me. The rugby sevens is the least popular American Olympic sport. According to, uh, these are the most anticipated. Maybe there's some that are uh, not included here, but those are the least anticipated events in this graphic that I am looking at. I'm, I'm surprised, but I, I've, never, I've never been a rugby watcher in general. Is rugby sevens, is that a specific kind of rugby? Is it like seven uh, on seven? I'm assuming it's seven on seven, but I don't know. I don't even know how many people are usually on a rugby. Uh, yeah. Dub says seven man rugby. By the way, the pentathlon, Dub, uh, 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 Buck, is fencing, swimming, equestrian, pistol shooting, and running. That's a pretty crazy collection I, I of events. I was not that far off. So that's that's kind of that's close. I will pistol say shooting. I didn't know that. Would, I mean, that's kind of wild. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Um, well, yeah, I, I didn't know that was a part of it. I'd also say that uh, whenever you watch if you've watched if you like me, if you grew up watching karate movies and then you actually see the Olympics and sport, by karate movies, you mean karate kid. Well, no, no, no. I'm like, I mean, are you oh, kidding me? Like I celebrate Jean-Claude Van Damme's whole catalog, buddy. OK, we can have right. a whole that's martial right. arts conversation here. <laughs> But, yeah, the karate you see in the Olympics is not as cool, unfortunately. Rugby usually has, by the way, 15 people uh, on it. Uh, now these are the seven, so less than half. I got to tell you. 
born from the tragedy of 9-11, Tunnel the to Towers carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism to mark 20 years. Tunnel the to Towers gifting America's heroes and their families 200 mortgage-free homes. They want you to never forget and make sure that you do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. They are going to have a fantastic honoring of the 20-year moment there. Frank Siller walking more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days from the Pentagon to Shanksville, ending at ground zero on 9-11. Again, donate $11 a month at T2T.org. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. This is James Golden, host of the podcast series, Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the Golden EIB microphone. The next episode in our series is out. Make sure to listen wherever you get your podcast. We're sharing so many behind-the-scenes stories, remembering the man we love. My Pillow and Tunnel to Towers Foundation are both sponsors. Tunnel to Towers Foundation and My Pillow are both sponsors. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We are talking Olympics. We are talking mascots. 
want to hear from you on, honestly, it's Open Line Friday, so whatever you want, but obviously these topics are front of mind for us right now. 800-282-2882. Going to be sending you off for a fabulous weekend. Remember to follow Clay uh, on Twitter, at Clay Travis. Me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. And Clay, the Cleveland Indians are no more. Now they are the Cleveland Guardians, which I don't even know. Like what is what is what is a I know what the what a guardian is what it means but how are you supposed to get excited I, I guess it doesn't matter they're just going to rebrand it but uh, this one to me seems a little seems a little silly there there it, were some mascots that I thought should change then I'll be honest with you very few but a, a couple that were a little ooh I don't know about that I what's funny to me is they just decided hey we're going to keep like most of the name because Indians. They just kept the D I A N S right and added guard, you know, in front of it, so that it still kind of sounds the same. Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Guardians, like okay, but it's just a really weird move. And by the way, your uh, you went to Amherst, which mm-hmm. uh, by the way, big nerd there. Uh, but they have uh, they have changed their mascot, right? Oh yeah, like you guys- we, we went from the Lord Jeffrey Amherst, who was an actual. I mean, our mascot at games was a guy who was dressed like one of the bad guys from the movie The Patriot. You know, some British, <laughs> he's got the wig on, he's got the, the, the breeches really and everything, and he would dance around and, you know, the whole thing. But uh, there's this story, I, I, don't, I think it's apocryphal, but there's a story that Lord Jeff Amherst, you know, it was tough. He had a lot of things going on, and he gave blankets to the natives, to a native uh, tribe, and they think that the blankets, this is just a story. I don't even know how they would know. They didn't understand microbiology, but they yes. say that they were, quote, smallpox blankets, end quote. And so this was considered the first usage of bioweapons on, this is actually what the activist said, bioweapons on U.S. soil. So now we're the mastodons. Or no, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. The mammoths, another large furry elephant. We're the mammoths. Like the woolly mammoths? Yep. Uh, okay. I mean, I, that's. I actually think that's a better mascot. So, the 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 Indians have changed their name. I went to for college the George Washington Colonials, and of course, we were called the Colonials because it was the Colonial Army. And kids on my campus now are obsessed with changing Colonials because they think it's connected to uh, colonizing. And it's like you have to talk to these. No, 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 no. We were the colonies and we fought for our independence. That's what the colonial army was doing. But they are so indoctrinated with the idea that colonizing is a bad thing that they want to change the name of the mascot, George Washington Colonials. Now, the the, the thing about this is I'm kind of with you. If you could put me and you and whoever else, like, we could sit across the table from the Wokes and say, okay, let's just end the mascot controversy once and for all. You give us a list of names. We'll negotiate. We'll agree to change X number of names. And then we'll be done with this forever. But that's not how this works because in order to be woke, you always have to find something new that's offensive, right? It's like never it enough. doesn't end. It and this, doesn't is, what, this ever is what end. I say. I mean, even because well, what would be well, people pose this to me? They say, "What do you really think of the of the Redskins football team name?" And ah, you know, I mean, I, this this is you know, there there are there are limits, right? But then I say, "Okay, well, what about the Vikings?" They say, "What do you mean? There's nothing offensive about the Vikings." Then I get to sit there and say, "Really." 
the great sea wolves of history with their rape and pillage and slavery, because that's what the Vikings actually did when they'd go out with those. People think of them like, oh, you know, they're kind of just going around on the long boats and they've got these cool yeah. shorts. Yeah, they, there was a whole it was a whole culture basically built on uh, slavery, enslaving people, pillaging, looting. So I don't think that's, uh, you know, that's. Not, a- Not only that, I mean, the, the one that gets talked about now is the Fighting Irish, right? Notre Dame is the Fighting Irish, and people are like, oh, that's so, offensive. So this is you so just funny. got Irish people. As speaking from the Irish-American yes. community, speaking as a member of it, we are a sturdy and fearsome lot who find life to be funny in many ways and can take a joke as well as a shot of whatever you put in front of us. The Irish-Irish, <laughs> I will say, on the other hand... A bunch of commies. It's unfortunate, but it's true. The actual Irish are super left wing and very woke. Well, and that's why some people say that fighting Irish is going to one day give up the ghost. And there's probably people out there. Look, you have the Atlanta Braves, Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Florida State Seminoles, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They just move on, right? Yeah. Redskins is gone. Now Indians is I mean, gone. But like a proper, Who's next on the chopping a, block? A proper name of a tribe. And this is this has come up because there have been tribes, and I know people already know this, who say, "No, we actually re- Florida like, State is an example of that." Well, but but we are we already have like we we've had tribes that come forward and say, when you're calling like one of the most fearsome pieces of rotary aircraft ever with the Apache, yes, when you're when you're calling it that, like to honor our prowess as warriors, you're not degrading us or mocking us. So like that's cool now on the apache one by the way that's actually not a specific example but i'm using it as there have been other times where there have been that's tribes the, who have come forward you know and and if you know it's i, mean, I don't i don't know the how florida the seminoles, state seminoles is an example they are honored that florida state because the, the, they were a warring tribe that fought for itself in the state of florida they're like hey we consider it to be an honor that you call yourself the seminoles we want you to continue to do that yeah i mean the fighting irish thing yes the guy's a leprechaun no one's offended by leprechauns. No one actually gets well, it. Well, that's it's, it dwarfs and uh, you can't say midgets anymore. I just said it, but you're not supposed to say midget. I think you're supposed to say little people now, right? You can't say Eskimo. Do you know that? Like that's a very so no 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 now. no. I, I actually there's a very important uh, very important point on this one. You can say Eskimo. But it refers only to one of, I believe, five native tribes there. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. they don't like, rather, the native tribes don't like that all are referred to as Eskimo because there's Eskimo, Inuit, and a bunch of other. I think Alut uh, is one of them, but don't quote me on that one. Um, they're like the uh, Aleutian Islands. I, I think there are a few different tribes. So Eskimo is not like a slur or anything. It's just used too broadly. This was explained to me by an Alaskan who, of course, what's the first question a New Yorker asks any Alaskan? Have you ever done the like uh, dangerous catch fishing ship thing? And this guy deadliest catch. Oh, de- yeah. It's the deadliest catch. Yes. All right. We got everyone. We got folks who want to wait. We're having too much fun and we got to bring everybody else in here for a second. I, I got to let Charles from North Carolina in here because he's got he's got a bone to pick. What's up, Charles? Welcome. Hey, guys. Hey, just want to let you know that in a few short weeks, you guys have made me a fan. So uh, I'm enjoying the show quite a bit. Thank you. You got the good work. Uh, but I have to take issue uh, with your disparaging comments about water polo, because uh, any man or woman who plays water polo will take you out. Uh, very strong, very athletic, very capable. I was a gymnast and a, and a water polo athlete. 
And uh, the water polo was much harder than the gymnastics was. Yeah, I agree. I think Buck's in trouble. You're going to be walking down the street in New York out of nowhere. Door opens. Water polo players is going to flatten you. I was going to say, first of all, water polo, polo ladies, I'm sure, are, are absolutely fantastic. And Charles... I wasn't saying that it's not a difficult sport or that it's not that you guys are hardcore. I rode crew in college, believe it or not, which is misery, but also very good for you. But watching it is not the most. I meant from a spectator perspective. I just feel like you can't see what's going on in a water pole. It's a lot of splashing. It looks it looks like a lot of thrashing, like one of those, you know, aerobicized yeah. classes for uh, for some folks in the water. You know, that's what that's it looks true. like. I don't th- I don't think you're helping yourself here. Now I you're know, comparing I'm, them I'm to aerobics on instructors. I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, on uh, water yeah. polo. I, maybe next time you go swimming. I'm Charles, telling you, you're going to drag if, you go Charles, to water. Charles, if somehow I don't show up for the show one day and they find a yellow water polo ball <laughs> next to my head on the street and I'm knocked out, we'll know what happened. But thank yeah. you for thank you for calling in, man. We appreciate it. Your boy Will Kane is a uh, former water polo player. I believe uh, at Pepperdine, I, he's going to definitely take you out. He, he is. He's going to take it. Well, no, but see, does he agree with me that it's not a good spectator sport? You know, is it? A I good don't know. It's, it's a good sport? question. Is it fun to watch on TV? Didn't we win like the gold medal in water polo because we brought over an Clay, Eastern European you're the beast of a coach? And you don't even I don't, know. I don't, don't know every know. Olympic team. Listen to this. Next thing, people are going to find out that you actually played soccer too. You, you, you risky fellow. I, 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 uh, yeah, I did that's play. Right. He's a stealth soccer in, player. I think we brought in an Eastern European, like, crazy man, water polo coach. Dub can look that up. I think he led us to, like, a gold medal. Um, and he's the total, like, freakish dude. We will um, continue our our Friday, open line Friday, free-for-all here in just a second. 800-282-2882. You know what else is a free-for-all? Government spending right now. It is out of control. The Biden administration is just saying, let's spend trillions of dollars. What's the worst thing that can happen? Well, you're already seeing it. The dollars in your bank account become worth less money. Inflation is here, it is real, and it is going up. You know it, I know it. So what can we do to protect our savings and our retirement accounts? I'll tell you what I've done. I bought real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group. I have it right now in my desk at home. No, I'm not talking gold and silver stocks. I'm talking about real gold and silver you can actually hold in your hands. I buy my gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group because I trust them. Give them a call right now at 833-404-GOLD. They'll answer all your questions and send you their investment guide. That's 833-404-GOLD. Whether you're looking to have real gold and silver delivered to you at home or have real gold and silver in your IRA or 401k, the Oxford Gold Group can help. Give them a call right now, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. We are rolling through the final segment here of the week. 15 hours, as we do every single week. Encourage you to download the podcast. Thank you for hanging out with us on our 400-plus AM FM stations. Listening along live, all 50 states. Uh, we are talking about a variety of different subjects. By the way, Congressman Jim Jordan joined us in the second hour. It was really great. Uh, the Olympics are underway. A lot of you may or may not be watching them this weekend. We got mascot controversies. And, by the way, we were talking about Buck getting wiped out by water polo. We did. We hired a water polo beast of a coach. His name is Dejan Yudovocic, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. He is the former head coach of Serbia. And he has led us into a powerhouse status where pri- previously in Serbia he developed and built a dominant franchise. So just keep your head on a swivel, Buck Sexton. You never know, man. Those water polo players, 
all all of a sudden, you big know? shoulders. They're pretty ripped. That's a tough job. Yeah, but you can usually in their man bikinis, you can see him coming from a while away. You know what I mean? It's like I see that he's got the little little cap on, his little goggles. I know I know who's coming for me, water polo players. Ken in Cleveland, Ohio, though has some uh, has an update for us on the Cleveland Guardians. Ken, welcome. Uh, how you guys doing? Um, yeah, the the name has local um, interest. Uh, there's a bridge downtown built back around the Great Depression that um, linked the two sides of the city. And on the corners of those, there are these stone pillars, and they're called the Guardians of Transportation. It was supposed to honor, at that point, Cleveland was a hub of, you know, travel across the country. So do you like the move or you don't like the move? No, no, I don't. I I think having to change it is stupid. But locally, it was of interest to people to make sure that the name had a link to Cleveland. Yes. Not just some, you know, Tigers, Bobcats or something. You know, they wanted to have it be something that was going to be linked to here. So in that, I guess they succeeded. But still, I think it's, it's stupid they had to change the name in the first place. But I, I'm a little worried, too. i got to say, I don't, want, I don't want to lose one of the greatest sports movies of all time now. Oh, Major which League. Which is Major and, League. Oh, it's so good. What what happens? Are, are we going to have to, like, dub this over? And they're like, the Guardians. I mean, is, is that really what's going to go on here? Because that of, that <laughs> that offensiveness is going to be something that I'm sure people complain about. And I'm just like, I, I think you argue it's top five sports movies all time. Oh, it's an amazing movie. Major League 1 and Major League Baseball 2, both phenomenal movies. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned, like, uh, kind of you're satirizing the absurdity of this woke culture. But do you remember when they started uh, for computer games that people play, like with Civil War? In the wake of the shooting at Charleston, the tech companies started Photoshopping out the Confederate flag from video games about the Civil War. You know, like, there are two sides, you know, they both had flags. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, the, the ultimate absurdity would be if you took these things to their, their logical conclusion, we would start canceling people for dressing up as Nazis in movies. Yes. Right? Oh, what? doesn't matter. You, 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 we saw, we got you. We saw you pretending to be Hitler in that celebrated film, by the way, Downfall, which is in German. If you want a good World War II movie on the real, one of the best ones of all time. You know what's crazy about that, uh, Buck, when you think about the, the idea of sanitizing, that's what happened with the Dukes of Hazard, right? Like, the General Lee, their car, had the Confederate flag on the top of it, and they basically, I don't, is Dukes of Hazard back on television now? I don't even know if it's allowed to be I'm, seen. I'm, like, scared to even say that I've ever seen it. Isn't that? Or, oh, you know, I used to, uh, that, was, that was my favorite show when I was a kid. Bo and Luke Duke, Daisy. J.R. Daisy's my oh, sister's what a, what a name. Show. J.R. in Columbus, Ohio. What's up, J.R.? Mega Dittos. Uh, tell, uh, hey, Clay, uh, just uh, just assume this the rest of your life. Your wife and children will outvote you for the next 40 years. <laughs> You're done. Yes, You're I'm totally done. You're right. Done. And, and I don't mean to segue from what I'm going to ask, but my son was varsity water polo at one of the top. Uh-oh. You're in trouble, Buck. I know. He is a beast. He is a beast. I'll and send him Buck's I'm address. Not, he can knock on the door. Uh, bless your heart. So anyway, um, if my father was still alive, he was Army infantry, he would be shaking his head every day we had lunch 
and then saying, is everyone taking crazy pills? Yeah. This does not make sense. And I can tell you right now, Clay and Buck, I did not raise my children that way. And they know the difference. But, boy, it's a hard. So, it's so a hard, you don't uh, like the Cleveland Indian name change. Is that that's oh, what I'm sorry. God. Oh, God. I missed the big picture. <laughs> uh, sorry, sir. Sorry. No, it's um, all right. You're fired up. We get no, it. No, no. So I, I used to live in uh, Cleveland. I sat in the dog pound all the time. So I started calling or texting my friends up there. And they are ticked. Oh, they yeah. are ticked. I think the Cleveland Indians is one of... Thank you so much for calling in, JR. Uh, Clay, I think it's one of the m- things that people most associate with that city, actually. I don't think there's any doubt at all. And the Indians, obviously, the... Yeah, I'm gonna the keep Guardians, Indians. sorry. They, they haven't won a title in Cleveland. Sorry, Indians fans, Guardians fans, whatever you want to call the professional baseball team there, in a long time. And so that's a long-suffering, well, uh, well-supporting franchise and it's just such a ridiculous decision. I mean, it's just, it doesn't end, and that's the biggest problem. You got your homework from Clay and Buck over the weekend. Do something fun. Think about something to do with the family or with some friends or even by yourself. Get out there and do the thing you've been wanting to do this summer and haven't done yet, and maybe even send us an email or a Facebook message. Tell us about it. Tweet at Clay. Give him some barbecue recipes. He is at Clay Travis on Twitter. I am Buck Sexton on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Buck Sexton. Give me a follow there. Have a great weekend, everybody. Clay, we're excited to be with them on Monday. We'll see you all then. Can't wait. Appreciate y'all. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.